I'm David, formerly of One Voice, and you are listening to the Rock and Praise Show. Get in touch with God. Get in touch with God. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Come and listen in to a radio station where the mighty host of heaven sings. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. If you want to hear those good vibrations coming from the joy that His love can bring, turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. And listen to the music in the air. Turn your radio on. And glory share. And listen to the master's radio. Get in touch with God. Turn your radio on. Don't you know that everybody is a radio receiver? All you gotta do is listen for the call. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. If you listen in, you will be a believer. Leaning on the truth that will never fall. Get in touch with God. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. And listen to the music in the air. Turn your radio on. And glory share. And listen to the master's radio. Get in touch with God. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. And listen to the music in the air. Turn your radio on. And glory share. And listen to the master's radio. Turn your lights down low and listen to the master's radio. Get in touch with God. Turn your radio on. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is your friend Josh, and welcome to another episode of the Rock and Praise Show. Hey, we've got a great music lineup for you this week, and we also have new music coming your way. We've got new music by a group called God's Dirt. We've got new music by Faithhead, and we've also got new music by our friend Nicholas Weber. But let's get right into it now. This is new music to the Rock and Praise Show. This is a song called Blood Train by God's Dirt. Right here on The Rock and Praise Show. Thank you. 
And I'm on the right track, I'm on the blood train And there ain't no coming back I'm on the blood train Headed for eternal life, I'm on the blood train Covered by the blood of Jesus Christ Like a man with no name, I lived in darkness Till darkness drove me insane Then a light come I wanna take my ball and chain Like said, believe in me Right on the blood train I'm on the blood train and I'm on the right track, I'm on the blood train And there ain't no coming back I'm on the blood train And for eternal life, I'm on the blood train Covered by the blood of Jesus Christ
Bloody knuckles, bloody lip, boy, you're beating yourself up. All the things these hands have done. Draw full letters, my stationary sanctum. Tore up every single one. And by and by, I've learned that love won't make you blind. But my, oh my, infatuation just might knock you out cold. Frost claimed flowers and stole your delight. If only you knew While in the dead of winter Springtime was yet inside And still the light grew
That is Friend of the Rock and Prey Show, Weapons of God, with their song, Ghost. Before that, we had our friend Nicholas Weber uh, off his, one of his recent EPs, And Still the Light Grew, which is also the name of the EP itself. New music to the Rock and Pray Show by Faithhead with Wait and See, and we got everything started off with Blood Train by God's Dirt. Brand new music to the Rock and Pray Show this week. What we've got coming up for you. We've got some Casting Crown, some DC Talk, our friends Three Days Under, but right now, this is our friend Whitley Casey with his song, Wake Me Up, right here on the Rock and Praise Show. Hey, this is Whitley Casey, and I want to say thanks so much for listening to the Rock and Praise Show. This real life, am I still breathing? This has got to be a nightmare. Yeah, I must be dreaming. There's no way in this world that I've let go of all the faith and all the hope that I have in you. Oh, I'm so in love with you Wake me
But if the armies of the Lord Picked up and dusted off their swords Vowed to set the captive free And not let Satan have one more What if the church for heaven's sake Finally stepped up to the plate Took a stand upon God's promise And stormed hell's rusty gates What if his people prayed Classic from Casting Crowns, entitled, What If His People Prayed? And that song is actually taken out of Second Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14. And you know, I want to take this moment, this is not the devotion corner, this is just your buddy Josh taking a moment here. Second Chronicles 7, and I'm going to start in verse 11. When Solomon had finished the temple of the Lord and the royal palace... 
and had succeeded in carrying out all he had in mind to do in the temple of the Lord and in his own palace, the Lord appeared to him at night and said, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a temple for sacrifices. When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain or command locusts to devour the land or send a plague among my people, if my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their lands. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. I have chosen and consecrated this temple so that my name may be there forever. My eyes and my heart will always be there. You know, verse 14 speaks so much to our current situation in our society. Now, don't get me wrong. The history of this nation is filled with error and things that have, were wrongdoing and things that were not pleasing to God. Even, even in recent history, within the last 100 years, 50 years, heck, even the last 10 years, and it is never, never, never okay to judge someone or treat them differently simply based on their skin tone. But we see a lot of that going on in our nation today. And we see that there is a great division in this country. And sad to say that division extends even into people who call themselves Christian. So what would the United States of America look like? If we, as God's people, who are called by his name, by the name of his son, Christians, Jesus was the, is the Christ, what if we humbled ourselves and prayed and honestly seeked, or honestly seek the face of God and of Christ and turn from our wicked ways? Can you imagine the spiritual revolution that that would cause in this nation? But sadly, that's not the case. Why? Because we are a divided people. We are divided on the issue of race. We're divided on the political spectrum. We're, we're divided on what society says is right compared to what the Bible says is right. And all too often when we get on that point of what is socially acceptable and what God's word says is acceptable, all too often as from the Christian side of the house, we end up not teaching in truth and love, but teaching in condemnation. See, here's the thing. We are in such a divided state right now, and that's exactly what the devil wants us to be. But yet God and his holy word has called us to be united. So let me ask you this, and I put this on my own personal Facebook page, and you can find it there under July 26th. I posted a question to... Uh, to those of you who are my friends on my Facebook page. And my question was this. What's more important? Is it more important to... Let me just read it here. Is it more important... What is more important? Your skin tone, your political stance, or who God has called you to be through Jesus the Christ? In our society today and in our current climate today, unfortunately, you can't be all three. Now, we know that God has made us in multiple different skin tones, and it's a wonderful tapestry. But the thing is, when you get down to the bottom line, when we all get to heaven, there's 
not gonna be any differences of skin tone. You see, we're all called to be Christians. Not white Christians, not black Christians, not Hispanic Christians, not Asian Christians, not Native American Christians, simply Christians. Just like we're all Americans. You see, I think this whole division based on skin tone and point of origin of our ancestors is ridiculous. And it's one of the single greatest things that has caused so much hatred and division in this nation and even among God's people. I was at a church a couple weeks ago um, here in Montana and I had invited a friend of mine to attend with me. He had not been in a while and my friend, he's white and he was talking to a man named Charles who's a black man. And they were talking about how they both had come from uh, same place in Florida and that's where they originated from and my friend was wearing a hat and Charles says man, you know, since we're both from Florida, you need to give me that hat. And my friend made a very shrewd comment, and he said it in jest, but he didn't realize or he didn't stop to think the implications of it. But he replied with something to the effect of, I only have to stay white and die. And myself and Charles's wife were caught completely off guard by this, but Charles came back with the best reply to that comment. And let me just say, I don't think my friend was trying to be rude or racist or anything. I, I think he just said something off the cuff that he thought was funny and maybe a product of his own upbringing. I don't know. I can only speculate. But Charles looked at him and he says, White, I don't see any colors in the church. All I see is Christians. And, you know, I think Charles has a very enlightened mind better than most people in the United States of America today. You see, this whole issue of race and which lives matter and which ones don't, what groups are pushing what agendas and what side of the political aisle you fall on has got us all divided, but as God's people, we're called to be united. We live in a very perilous time, but as Christians, it's up to us to... Show the world a different way. We are holy. We're God's children. The word holy means set apart. Set apart from what? The rest of the world. You see, you cannot serve the devil and God at the same time. No, you can serve one master. You either love the one or hate the other. So you either love God and hate the devil or you love the devil and you hate God. You can't ride the fence. You know... Jesus Christ, Jesus the Christ, the Son of God, the one who was with the Father in the beginning of all of creation, came to this earth as a man, lived a life that we need to emulate, taught us what we need to know to get us back to the Father, went to the cross, was brutally murdered, was in a tomb for three days, and conquered death and walked out of that grave three days later for everyone. So that everyone, regardless of skin tone, regardless of political belief, regardless of social status, regardless of how much money you've got in the bank, regardless of what you drive or if you drive, regardless of anything that divides us. See, Christ didn't come for some. He came for all. 
when he was talking, when Jesus was talking to the woman at the well, he said there's going to come a time, and that time has now come, where it won't matter where you worship, because God is spirit, and he wants his people to worship him in spirit and in truth. Are you worshiping in spirit and truth if you're divided against your fellow brother or sister? I don't think you are. I don't think I am. I can't see how God can be pleased with the state of this nation and with his people who are called by his name. Now, don't get this message twisted. Don't misunderstand it. Don't take it out of context. Take it for what it is. If this little message of mine stepped on your toes, good. I hope it does. I hope it steps on some people's toes. I hope it gets you all to think. You're God's children. We're not supposed to be divided. We're not supposed to look at each other based on the color of skin. We're not supposed to judge each other. Now, some of you may listen to this and all you're going to hear is, is me saying, don't look at the skin tone. Oh, he, he must be a racist. No, I'm not a racist. I'm a Christian. I don't look at somebody and go, oh, they're a different skin tone than me, or they believe differently than me, so I can't be their friend, and I have to war against them. No, this message is about unity. The unity we find in Christ. I see so many different Christians on my social media page that are promoting division and hatred and bringing up things that really have, or really should have, little to no bearing on today. And they're attacking one another. And I see it in the churches. Ladies and gentlemen, friends of the Rock and Pray Show, this is a time more than ever in our nation that we need to set all these differences aside. This is a time where we need to show the world as Christ followers, as the reflecting image of God that we are called to be. We are called to reflect the radiance of God into this dark world, not snuff out lights and add to the darkness. No, we need to add to the light. This is the time to get off your pews, dust off your Bibles, come together as believers in Christ without paying attention to what political aisle you're on, who you voted for, what political agenda group you support, what skin tone your brother and sister are or aren't. There should not be any division at all. Is Christ divided? No. We're called to be united with Christ. Not united with skin tone. Not united with a political party. Not united based on what part of town we live in. Not united based on who we voted for or whatever. We're called to be united in Christ. So if you take a good honest look at yourself... And you look at your Christian walk. Does your Christian walk, does God's word line up with how you're living and what you're supporting? You show me a place in the Bible where God says it's okay to be divided based on skin tone, based on political alliances, based on social status. And I'll recant this whole message. But here's one thing I know. You can't because it's not in there. Christ didn't come for some. He came for all regardless of whatever this world says we need to be divided over. So think about that as you go through your week. I'm going to get back to the music. This is DC Talk with a song I think fits 
our social standing in today's world. This is What Have We Become, right here on The Rock and Praise Show.
Hey, this is Patrick Rivers from Three Days Under, and you are listening to the Rock and Praise Show. Get it.
Hi, I'm Wes McKenzie with Acapella. Thanks for tuning in to the Rock and Praise Show. When you are prone to judge, you need to take a second look. Not at your brother's back, but the one that's in the book. Cause who alone can judge, except the one who knows our mind. He knows the inner man, and difficulties we may find. So often we condemn, and our minds are never in gear. Our feelings in our legs, by suspicious crippling fear. To love our brothers now, we've got to use our master's eyes. So we will not condemn. The result will be a surprise when we accept one another without judging your brother. The Lord has been good to you. Accept one another without judging your brother. It's the godly thing you ought to do. Accept one another without judging your brother. There's no need to cause a fight. Accept one another without judging your brother is the godly way of living right. What do you want yourself when it comes right down to a choice? Is judging what you want or a kind and merciful voice to tell you that they care and are overlooking the bad? They know your faults so well, but are accepting you instead. And now it is your choice. Won't you tell me what do you do? The measure that you use is the measure that's used for you. So when you're prone to judge, won't you think of this simple song? Before you make mistakes, by judging and treating them wrong instead. Accept one another without judging your brother. The Lord has been good to you. Accept one another without judging your brother. The godly thing you ought to do Accept one another Without judging your brother There's no need to cause a fight Accept one another Without judging your brother It's the godly way of living right When you think of what he's done Giving up his only son Living in a world of hate How can you retaliate? Knowing what he's done for me Following his legacy I'm gonna rise above Accepting those that he has loved Accept one another Without judging your brother The Lord has been good to you Accept one another without judging your brother. There's no need to cause a fight. Accept one another without judging your brother. It's the godly way of living right. It's the godly way of living right. It's the godly way of living right. As our friends Acapella just said, 
accepting one another is the godly way of living right. And we just talked about that a little bit ago. Before that, we had uh, our friends Three Days Under with Ready or Not and DC Talk with What Have We Become. And yeah, I put those songs in that order just for what I was talking about earlier about as God's people, we're not to be divided. We're to be united. And really, the Christian world as a whole, in my opinion, is missing an opportunity to really show the world what Christ's love and Christ's unity is all about. So this is my challenge to you. If you are a God follower, if you are a Christ ambassador, if you are a Christ follower, a, a Christian, in more than just name, then I encourage you to stand up and show the love of Christ to everyone, even those people who you're not comfortable around. As Christians, we need to come together. We need to unite and show the world what it really means to be united. What I've got for you right now, this is music by Andrew Carlton. This is called Taking on the World, right here on the Rock and Praise Show. Cry. Travel the earth on a foreign sky I've never felt you call me to roam Never talked with a burning tree Never had a vision of prophecy You've given me a mission all of my own Yeah Never talk to you there Coming into my field of you But have I ever stopped to see what was going on? 40,000 people in this little town Maybe I'm the only Christ that'll ever know
time for our devotion corner on this episode of the Rock and Praise Show. And this week, I want to talk about betrayal. It's something that all of us at one point of our time in our lives have dealt with. And it's never easy. You know, Jesus, who lived a perfect life, dealt with betrayal as well. In Matthew chapter 26, starting in verse 14, it says, Then one of the twelve, the one called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priest and asked, What are you willing to give me if I deliver him over to you? Him being Jesus, of course. So they counted out to him thirty pieces of silver. From then on, Judas watched for an opportunity to hand him over. Now we're going to skip down some verses And down into verse 30, actually going down into verse 47. Now, in between what we just read in verse 47 is the account of the Lord's Supper. Uh, Jesus tells Peter that he's going to deny him, and then Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. And this is after Christ has come back and found his apostles asleep. And um, actually, I'm going to start in verse 45. And then it says, Then he returned to, to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour has come, and the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. Verse 47, while he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, one of the original twelve disciples, arrived. With him was a large crowd armed with swords and clubs sent from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man, arrest him. Going at once to Jesus, to Jesus Judas said, greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. And Jesus replied, do you come... Uh, do what you came for, friend. Then the men stepped forward, seized Jesus, and arrested him. Now, Judas Iscariot was one of the twelve. He was one of the hand-picked. He was with Jesus through his ministry. He saw all the miraculous things that Jesus did. And still, he gave in to his own sinful nature and betrayed him. Now, the sad part of the story about Judas is this, that instead of repenting and asking for forgiveness, he again gave in to his own humanistic mindset and in his own grief took his own life. But I want to focus on this idea of betrayal. And you might be wondering, why, Mr. Josh, are you talking about this? Well, you see... This is a subject that hits really close to home. My wife and I was betrayed by a dear close friend of ours, someone that we've helped out, known for almost seven years now. And, you know, we've, we like all friendships, we had our ups and downs with this person, and we thought that things would be different. And once again, for whatever reason, they turned their back on us and they betrayed us and accused us of things we never did based on some lies that people had told them. Would not even give us a chance to defend ourselves and ended the friendship in a very harsh way. And this really hurt. You know, when you let someone close to you, when you emotionally invest into somebody, 
it's very hard when they do something like this because you've given part of yourself to that person. You've invested emotionally and sometimes more than emotionally you've invested with your time and finances because a relationship like that is supposed to be close and then these people just turn around and hand you over to the ones so to speak or they stab you in the back and it's a very hard thing to deal with and it's it's very painful to deal with but you know here's the thing is that even when someone betrays us we should forgive them but mr josh why would you say forgive someone who betrayed me who who has hurt me or hurt my family well it's a very hard thing to forgive somebody but let me tell you this here's the secret about forgiveness there's two things you should know one look in your own life and how many times god has forgiven you for betraying him how many times have you willfully knowingly sinned but you did it anyway because it's what you wanted to do I know for me it's more times than I could count. And I'm sure it's the same for you. The other thing is that forgiveness frees you. Now that may sound kind of silly, but here's the thing. When you withhold forgiveness from someone, when you hold on to a grudge, when you hold on to hurt feelings and hatred, not only are you giving the devil a foothold, but you're giving that person a power over you that they don't even know that they have. There was a man, and I've talked about this before on, on, on other episodes or maybe some of the live broadcasts that we used to do, but there was a man in the army who I served with, and he was my chaplain. So I was his direct subordinate, but we were supposed to be a unit ministry team, a UMT. And this man betrayed me in a very, very bad way. And I held on to that hatred and that anger for over five years. And it wasn't until I started doing a study on forgiveness that I realized I was still harboring hatred for this man. The hatred was so much that merely speaking his name would put me into fits of rage and would just ignite the fire of anger that lived inside me for this man. And I won't name him here, not because I still hold on to that, but because this is a public forum and because I've forgiven him. I wrote him an email and I told him as much. I said, I forgive you. And I listed all the things that I forgave him for doing to me. Now, I never received an email back and I expected as much. And that's okay because I don't need uh, absolution from, from him. He's a man. I don't need uh, approval from him. I, I don't need validation from him. But I'll tell you, when I wrote that email, and I struggled with hitting the send button, I really did. I struggled with pushing send. I wanted to hit delete, and I wanted to hold on to it because I'd been holding on to it for so long. But when I sent that message, it was as if a large weight had been lifted off of me because I'd finally come to a place of honest forgiveness to this person. So when someone betrays you, don't willfully put shackles on yourself. Don't burden yourself down with the chains of grudge, with the chains of anger, and with the chains of hatred. Let them off. Put them onto the ground with the key of forgiveness.
You see, Christ loved Judas. He was one of his closest friends. He even gave him a warning, told him while they were at the Last Supper. And he said, you're going to betray me. Letting him know, I know what you're planning. I know what you've set up. Giving him a chance for repentance. Even after Jesus was arrested, Judas had all the time to repent. And instead, he chose to take his own life. So don't get caught into the same trap Judas did. When it comes to someone who betrayed you, don't give in to your anger. Don't give in to a foothold. Now, forgiving someone doesn't necessarily mean you let them back into your life. I've forgiven people and let them back in my life and, and things have worked out and then I've done that with other people just for them to hurt me again. And There comes a point where you have to be responsible to yourself and your family. And unfortunately for this person who the recent betrayal is I suspect because this has been a recurring pattern for them and four to six months they'll come back and apologize and oh I'm so sorry I now know what I accused you of was a lie and I shouldn't have treated you so harshly but the thing is because this has happened so many times before I'm going to tell them I forgive you I forgave you the day after it happened I always take a day just to get through my feelings of anger but I'm going to have to tell them. Unfortunately, just because I forgive you doesn't mean I'm going to give you a chance to do this again. You see, this is the fourth time this person has done this to me and my family. And after so many times, people develop patterns of behavior. And the thing is, they don't just hurt me when they do this. They hurt my kids and they hurt my wife. And as a husband, as a biblical head of the household, and as a man, I can't allow that to continue. But this doesn't mean I hold any grudge against them. It doesn't mean I'm withholding forgiveness. It just means I don't give them the opportunity to do it again. So if you've been betrayed, or the next time you are betrayed by someone you've given your emotional self to, or invested into, don't withhold forgiveness. Forgive the person. Because really, God forgave you. More times than any of us could count. Speaking of forgiveness, this is Toby Mack featuring Lecrae with their song Forgiveness right here on The Rock and Praise Show. Cause we all make mistakes sometimes And we all step across that line But nothing sweeter than the day we find We find it's hanging over him like the clouds of Seattle And raining on his swag, falling deeper in the saddle It's written on his face, he don't have to speak a sound Somebody call the five, oh, we got a man down Now you can go and play it like you're all rock and roll But guilt does a job on each and every man's soul And when your head hits the pillow at the nightfall You can bet your life that it's gonna be a fight, y'all Cause we all make mistakes sometimes And we've all stepped across that line Nothing sweeter than the day we find Forgiveness, forgiveness And we all stumble and we fall Bridges burn in the heat of it all But nothing sweeter than the day Sweeter than the day we call Out for forgiveness We all need, we all need We all need forgiveness We all need, 
someone told me what I would be in for If I kept all this anger inside of me pent up My heart been broken, my wounds been open And I don't know if I can hear I'm sorry being spoken But those forgiving much should be quicker to give it And God forgave me for it all, Jesus bled forgiveness So when the stones fly and they aim at you Just say forgive them father, they know not what they do now you can go and play it like you're all rock and roll But guilt does a job on each and every man's soul And when your head is the pillow with the knife on You can bet your life that it's gonna be a fight, yo Cause we all make mistakes sometimes And we've all stepped across that line But nothing sweeter than the day we find Forgiveness, forgiveness And we all stumble and we fall Bridges burn in the heat of it all But nothing sweeter than the Sweet.
Hey, it's Mike Weaver from Big Daddy Weed. Thanks for turning into the Rock and Praise Show right here with DJ Oldrick.
God redeem That was our friend Big Daddy Weave with his song Redeemed before that. We had new music by Adelaide with Worst Enemy. Forgiveness by Toby Mac featuring Lecrae and Andrew Carlton with Taking on the World. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, we know what this music means. It means we've come to the end of another episode of The Rock and Praise Show. I would like to give a big shout out to new friends of The Rock and Praise Show, God's Dirt, Faith Head, and our friend Nicholas Weber, as well as um, Adelaide for sending us new music. Our friends Three Days Under, Whitley Casey, Big Daddy Weave, and Weapons of God. Well, that does it for me. This is your buddy Josh. I'm signing off. Have a safe, happy, and blessed week. And Lord willing, we'll be back next week for another episode of The Rock and Clay Show. Tonight, I'm going to leave you with House of Amazing Grace. It's a recording that me and my friend Steve did. It was just something we were playing around with, and I decided to record it. Now that we're talking about it more, we may do a better recording and clean it up, but I hope you all enjoy it. I hope it blesses you. I hope that you were blessed by our devotion corner and also by the other little uh, devotional thought about being united as God's people and not giving in to being divided as is the current climate of our culture. Be blessed, everyone.
I see.